With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Rocket Fuel, a New York Jets podcast. I'm your host, Alfred Parsar Jr., and the Rocket Fuel podcast is a proud member of the Grid Network. Uh, of course, the Grid Network is a network of sports-based content, podcasts, video podcasts, a bunch of talented people that we are proud to be affiliated with. A lot of things to pack out. I know we had an episode earlier in the week. Um, going over the last week of ongoings in the New York Jets organization. Of course, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the Elijah Moore situation, uh, the James Robinson acquisition, and if he'll factor into this Sunday's game. And of course, the keys to the game and the breakdown uh, this Sunday. So we're entering week eight of the National Football League's 2022 season. New York Jets, they sit at 5-2. and two. They will play the New England Patriots today, folks, later today, at MetLife Stadium, 1 p.m. The New England Patriots uh, had a little odd streak where they uh, won three in a row, uh, had a little bit of quarterback controversy. Uh, they had Mac Jones, who went down with the the ankle injury, gave way to Bailey Zappi, and then uh, we saw what happened on Monday Night Football last week. But before we get into... What's going to happen uh, later today at MetLife at 1 p.m.? Let's just go over this crazy media circus. So, of course, Brees Hall last week against Denver tears the ACL in the meniscus. Uh, The Jets trade for James Robinson. Now, it's unclear at this moment whether James Robinson is going to see the field. Uh, Last week, we saw on a Thursday, the Carolina Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey, the star running back, uh, to the San Francisco 49ers, and just three days after being acquired, he suited up and played. Um, Robinson's going to have a, 
uh, six days. He was acquired on Monday, so he'll have uh, six days. We'll see uh, if he will play or if he will not play. Uh, as far as uh, James Robinson goes, uh, Robert Sala was asked to comment on the availability for Sunday for James Robinson. And the Jets, they're being a little coy because, uh, and I quote here from uh, Robert Sala, uh, we'll see how he does today and tomorrow uh, when he was asked if James Robinson will play on Sunday. That was on the heels of saying they'd take it slow with Robinson earlier in the week. Um, but there is a possibility that Robinson does not play on Sunday. Uh, in the event that Robinson does not play, of course, the Jets will go with Michael Carter and then a combination of Ty Johnson and Zonovan Knight uh, as the backups. Of course, Brees Hall, very explosive. Um, he will be missed tremendously this season, I, I would suppose. And he was a big key to the game uh, last couple of weeks. We saw the NFL presented him uh, twice in the last few weeks with the uh, Pepsi Rookie of the Week award. So, uh, Brees, uh, he will be missed. It's going to be hard to re replace an explosive player like that. But Robinson, it'll be a, it'll be a, a decision later on today. I, I would assume maybe about, I don't know, kickoffs at one ten, so maybe about 11 a.m. in the morning we'll find out if uh, Brees Hall play. I mean, it's not Brees Hall, sorry. If James Robinson will play or if he will not play. But again, I think he will play only because Christian McCaffrey was traded again from the Panthers to the 49ers. He suited up three days after being traded. Of course, we're, we can't compare Christian McCaffrey to James Robinson, but Robinson being given almost a near week to learn the playbook, more time than McCaffrey there, I, I do believe that he should play. Uh, if he doesn't play, I'd be very surprised. On to other things, uh, Corey Davis sprained MCL. He will not play today against the New England Patriots. Uh, again, sprained MCL. Uh, Corey Davis suffered in Denver last week, um, which uh, last week was a bad week in Denver because, of course, the Jets losing Hall. They lost uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. And now uh, at least those two, Hall and Vera Tucker, done for the season. Corey Davis day-to-day, -day, but he will be out tomorrow. And while he's out, the malcontent Elijah Moore, the only guy in the NFL on a winning team who doesn't want to be on the winning team, he's going to play tomorrow as per Robert Sala. And I made my opinions clear on Elijah Moore earlier in the week when we dropped our week reaction episode earlier in the week. And I'll go ahead and say it again, Elijah Moore. I understand. I, I get it. As a competitor, you want to contribute to the success. And, of course, these guys have contracts that give them incentives should they reach certain marks in the season. But, again, the team's 5-2. and two. You have a chance to go 6-2. and two. And even though there's plenty of football left to be played, you never know what could happen. The Jets might end up as, as, a, as a wild card. But... Elijah Moore is a is a self guy. What I what I realized he's a he's a guy that's about me 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 and not team team team. But Elijah Moore he he hugged uh, offensive coordinator Mike Lafleur on Wednesday uh, in practice. That was the first thing he did before taking the practice field. He hugged Mike Lafleur, the offensive coordinator, and 
maybe this is a sign of things to come. Maybe they they pulled Elijah to the side, Coach Sala and Lef, and Mike Lafleur, and you know they 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 spoke to him, and apparently, according to reports, uh, he's going to be moved to the slot, which means that it appears Garrett Wilson is going to be the deep guy, and Elijah Moore is going to be the short guy now that Corey Davis is uh, unavailable. So maybe uh, he'll get some targets. Now the Jets have a run-heavy offense, and I'm going to be honest, with Brees Hall gone, I don't think they're going to rely much on Michael Carter. So I think the Jets are going to, you know, maybe have some short passes. Maybe Elijah Moore can get, you know, 25 to 40 yards on the day, hopefully more, because, you know, we'd like to beat the Patriots. It's a, it's a division game. Uh, the Jets trying to hold on to second. Of course, the Buffalo Bills today, they play the Green Bay Packers in prime time. And should the Packers win and the Jets win, that is a first-place tie in the AFC East. But uh, Elijah Moore, um, I, I, I kind of understand after having to think about it. You know the guy? He's, he's got incentives in that contract that he would like to hit. But at the same time, football is a team sport. It's not golf. It's not tennis. It's not something that you rely on one person to win. It's a team effort. Now, we clearly, like I said, Elijah Moore, we clearly see it. He's a self-guy. He's the type of guy, he would rather get 70 receptions on the year for 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns and be on a four-win team as opposed to being on a playoff team as a guy who gets two touchdowns on the year, 500 yards, and 45 receptions. He, he's a guy, he's looking out for self. But which is fine, he's young in the league. Uh, a lot of these guys, you know, the, the young studs of the NFL, you know, some, some of them are just here for the money. Their talents got them a better life, more money than they've ever held in their hands at one time, and maybe they don't care about winning. They've won on the local level, high school champion, Pop Warner champion, Pee Wee champion. I, uh, college, well, he, Elijah Moore didn't get a national title, but won this award in college, and now he's just here for the money. Because you got guys all over the NFL who are just happy to be there. They make their contributions, and as long as the team wins, that's good, that's good enough for them. But Elijah Moore's going to get an opportunity. He's going to be in the slot. Of course, the Jets run first offense uh, since uh, Wilson's been back, taking over for Flacco. So we all know that Zach Wilson doesn't really throw for many yards, doesn't attempt many passes. So we'll see what happens. But again, being in the slot, I can't picture Elijah Moore because if you look at the Jets film this season, uh, their slot receivers don't don't run out deep. So who knows? Maybe Moore will get, uh, get the yardage that he so desires. Uh He's hit at least 40 yards in every game except for the last two. Or one where he got one target against Miami and then the, the Green Bay game where he got no targets at all. But I, I, I trust uh, Coach LaFleur. I I trust the I was the offensive coordinator, I should say. And we'll see. I mean, if uh, the, the Salah said that they're steadfast on not trading him. So if you're going to quote-unquote hold him hostage as some people have said, for lack of a better term, you might as well get some use out of him. I mean, Elijah Moore has not 
publicly commented on asking to be traded because he did ask to be traded and he hasn't made a public comment about the trade the trade request so we'll see uh your new york jets injury report coming into week eight in the national football league i usually don't like uh talking about the the jets uh injury reports because it's always a sad thing and uh, of course, Brees Hall out for the rest of the year. Elijah Vera Tucker out for the rest of the year. We know that. But here is your injury report going into week eight against the Patriots. So uh, again, we mentioned Corey Davis with a knee injury. Uh, he did not practice all week, so he's out. Uh, John Franklin Myers had a non-COVID related illness. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday, but he did get in full practices uh, Thursday and Friday, so he's on track to play. Again, that's the defensive end, John Franklin Myers. Offensive tackle Dwayne Brown, nursing a shoulder injury. He was a limited participant in practice Wednesday and Thursday. Full participant on Friday. He's questionable. Uh, defensive end Jermaine Johnson II. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's nursing an ankle injury. Limited participant Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, on Friday was a full participant. He's also questionable to play. Uh, linebacker Quincy Williams, who, of course, is the brother of Quinnen Williams, uh, also nursing an ankle injury. He was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday, full participant both Thursday and Friday. And then we have the safety Ashton Davis nursing a hamstring injury. He was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, but full in on Friday, so both he and Quincy Williams uh, will play today uh, against the New England Patriots. So that is that for the injury report. Now I'm going to bring you my keys to the game. So first, I want to look at three New York Jets players who have important roles against the New England Patriots. Uh, number one would be the full safety, LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner, he's had a, I would say, a disastrous first three weeks of the season. But now he's started to settle in. And uh, he's been a reliable uh, defensive player over the Jets' four-game win streak. Um, his production over the first three games, uh, he allowed two touchdowns, no interceptions, no pass breakups, four missed tackles, and he drew two penalty flags. But in the midst of the win streak, no touchdowns allowed, uh, three interceptions, two pass breakups, no missed tackles, and only one penalty flag. I feel like Joyner is going to be heavily featured against New England due to the tendencies of the Patriots quarterback Mac Jones, who's been one of the NFL's most aggressive deep throwers this year. Uh, Mac Jones has thrown 20.4% of his passes over 20 yards downfield, which is the highest percentage among qualified quarterbacks. Jones also on those throws ranks eight, eighth best out of 36 qualifying quarterbacks 
with an adjusted completion percentage of 47.6. Uh, just for those of you out there who don't know what I'm talking about, it needs clarity. The adjusted completion percentage also accounts for drops. Uh, I think LaMarcus Joyner is well prepared to face this type of quarterback. Over his four-game hot streak, um, Joyner has faced uh, three of the top eight quarterbacks in deep pass frequency. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who's second in that category at 19.5%. Brett Rippon, the backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos, fourth uh, at 17.4%. And Aaron Rodgers of the Packers, who was eighth at 13.5%. Uh, shutting down Mac Jones' uh, deep throwing game is going to be key here as it's the only part of the field where he's been effective this season. If you take a look at his ranks in each range among 36 qualified quarterbacks, they are as followed. Uh, Mac Jones, 20-plus yards downfield. He's 8th in uh, completion percentage, 14th in yards per, per attempt at 14.7. If you look at uh, passes 10 to 19 yards downfield, he's 36th in completion percentage, 32nd in yards per, per attempt at 8.4. Passes from 0 to 9 yards downfield, 18th in completion percentage, uh, 26th in yards per attempt at 5.8. And behind the line of scrimmage, he's 27th in completion percentage, 30th in yards per attempt at 4. So Joyner's probably going to need to defend... Uh, more deep passes in this game than he has in any game uh, so far this season. Uh, if the Jets get the LaMarcus Joyner who showed up on the field from weeks one through three, then Mac Jones is going to have a field day. However, if they get the uh, LaMarcus Joyner of the last couple weeks, Mac Jones will probably not be able to dominate uh, deep down the field. Also, uh, the cornerback, Michael Carter the second. Uh, is going to be an important player against this New England Patriots team. Again, we said that uh, Mac Jones loves to throw deep. He also has his best success this season when he targets players who line up in the slot. On slot throws, Jones is averaging 9.5 yards per attempt, which is third in the NFL. On all other passes, uh, Mac Jones is much less effective when he targets a receiver who did not line up in the slot. He's averaging 7.2 yards per attempt. That's 19th of 40 qualified quarterbacks. What this means is that the Jets will need an excellent performance from Michael Carter II. Uh, Carter II is suited to counter Mac Jones' tendencies when targeting slot receivers. Of course, Mac Jones, we said earlier, uh, loves to attack down the field. And uh, Michael Carter II is doing a fantastic job of preventing downfield completions out of the slot. Uh, Mac Jones has an average depth of target of 11.3 when targeting slot receivers this season. That also ranks third highest amongst qualifying quarterbacks. In other words, his average pass to a slot receiver travels over 11 yards past the line of scrimmage. Comparatively, the rest of the league only averaging 8.6. Meanwhile, Michael Carter II has allowed his opponents to gain only 54 yards uh, through the year on 21 receptions allowed out of the slot. That ranks as 7th best amongst 36 qualified slot cornerbacks with an average of 2.6 air yards allowed per slot reception. So uh, look for Michael Carter II to match up 
often against Jacoby Myers, who is the Patriots' leader in all major receiving categories. Myers does a lot of his damage out of the slot, leading the Patriots in receptions with 11, targets with 16, and receiving yards of 165 out of the slot. Uh, Out of those 16 slot targets, 12 were thrown by Mac Jones. And last but not least, in these three key players, you got to look to Justin Hardy. Of course, the New England Patriots return units have been effective this season. The Patriots rank fourth best in kickoff return defense-adjusted value over average, and they have the sixth best uh, in that category in punt returns. Of course, uh, the Jets' coverage units are ready to neutralize anybody they face. Uh, The Jets, uh, they defend kickoff returns very well. Uh, Of course, that... Part of that reason is Greg Zerline, who uh, he ranks fourth best in the NFL amongst kickers with a touchback percentage of 86.2%, meaning most of his kicks sail over the kick return his head and land in the end zone. Uh, on 29 kickoffs this season, uh, Zerline has launched 25 touchbacks, meaning the Jets have only defended four kickoff returns in the seven games they've played. Out of those kickoff returns they've defended, uh, all all of them only averaged 26 and a half yards. Uh, special teams coordinator Brent Boyer uh, has done a great job with this special teams unit all season. Uh, and Zerline more than likely is going to uh, boot a couple of touchbacks uh, in this game. As for the aforementioned Justin Hardy, why did I mention him as a key player? Because he's the special teams ace of the New York Jets. Hardy's tied for the NFL lead with eight special teams tackles this season against a New England Patriots team that's having a solid season in the return game and is historically known for succeeding on special teams every season under coach Bill Belichick. The Jets need its special team star, Justin Hardy, to make sure that New England doesn't gain an extra edge. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In what most people don't even pay attention to in football, which is special teams. You know, Belichick is a schemer, so you gotta have um you gotta be on your P's and Q's on every part of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. However, for the amount of uh secret weapons that the Jets have that will lead to success, there are areas where the Patriots have major advantages, so I'm gonna break them down. Uh first the Patriots edge Matthew Judon against the Jets right tackle Cedric Ogboyhi. Uh With Elijah Vera Tucker out for the season, the Jets have to turn to Cedric Ogboyhi at right tackle, making him the sixth player to line up at one of New York's two offensive tackle spots this season. If you include Makai Beckton, who only God knows when he'll ever play football again, uh, then Ogboyhi is the Jets' seventh option at the tackle spot. His first start comes at a bad time because his primary matchup on Sunday will be Matt Judon, who currently leads the National Football League with eight and a half sacks. 
Of course, Judon rotates between both sides of the line, so he'll see some of Dwayne Brown as well, but Judon primarily lines up on the left side of the defensive line where he plays 78% of his snaps this season. That means he's going to spend most of his time uh, battling our guy Cedric. Uh, in addition to holding the league lead in sacks, Judon ranks fourth amongst edge rushers with 32 pressures. He's also 20th at the position with eight run stops. So Matt Judon is a handful for any offensive tackle, let alone the team's seventh stringer. Not good. Uh, boy, he also wasn't, uh, he wasn't too bad in his first appearance with the Jets last week against the Broncos. He only allowed one pressure, which included uh, no sacks or hits, over 23 pass-blocking snaps after Vera Tucker exited the game. However, still one game is not enough uh, of a sample size to, to tell us anything, especially against a porous Denver defense. However, boy, he is a former first-round pick who has bounced around the league due to his underwhelming production and pass protection. For his career, Ogboye has allowed pressures on 8.5% of his pass-blocking snaps, which is significantly higher than the 2022 league average for tackles at 5.3%. So Matt Judon might be in for a field day uh, because it doesn't look like Zach Wilson's going to get any protection on that left side. Also, uh, another huge advantage the Patriots have over the Jets is going to be their interior offensive line against the Jets' second-string interior defensive line. The Patriots run the football effectively. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson leads the Patriots' backfield with 487 rushing yards on a very efficient five yards per carry. Uh, Damian Harris complements Stevenson with 265 yards uh, uh, on the season with 4.4 yards per carry. So Stevenson averaging 69.6 yards per game on the ground. Harris, 44.2. Uh, they have all, The tandem has also combined for seven rushing touchdown, touchdowns. Sorry. Uh, the New York Jets defense has been very good. Uh, the Jets ranked third best in the NFL with only 3.9 yards allowed per rush attempt. However, the primary weakness of the Jets' run defense coincides with the primary strength of the Patriots' rushing attack. Uh, the Patriots are especially good at running the ball between the tackles. On carries directed toward the left guard, the middle or right guard, uh, Stevenson and Harris are averaging a combined five yards per carry. Stevenson uh, ranks third among all running backs with 302 rushing yards uh, when he runs in either of those directions. This success is thanks to a strong trio of Patriots offensive linemen, the left guard Cole Strange, the center David Andrews, and the right guard Michael Unwenu. Uh, the Jets' starting defensive tackles will be up to the task, I feel, as Quentin Williams is enjoying a season where, if the Pro Bowl still existed, he'd probably be going to Hawaii. Uh, next to Williams, uh, Sheldon Rankins also putting together a remarkable season considering the season he had last year. However, the problem for the Jets is going to be their second-string duo of defensive tackles, uh, Nate Shepard and Solomon Thomas. Uh, when Williams and Rankins are on the sidelines and need a breather, uh, the Jets' run defense is more vulnerable due to the struggles of Shepard and Thomas. Among 115 qualified defensive tackles, uh, Solomon Thomas ranks 67th in run-stop rate at 5.5%, while Shepard ranks 104th at 2.9%. Solomon Thomas also uh, got called for a defensive holding penalty 
on a run play against Denver last week. And uh, Shepard is no stranger to that penalty either, as he had two of them last season. Uh, with Thomas on the field this season, the Jets are allowing 4.2 sorry yards per carry on non-quarterback rush attempts, 283 yards on 67 carries. When he's not on the field, the Jets are only allowing 3.84 yards per carry, 369 yards on 96 carries. Uh, if I'm the Patriots, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm going to pound the rock and run the ball. Uh, anytime I see that Williams and or Rankins are not on the field. So um, that's a that's a weakness. So Quentin Williams and Sheldon Rankins are on the sidelines. I expect the Patriots to uh, run right up the middle. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The last disadvantage, the Patriots' defensive scheme and their corners versus Zach Wilson. I just want to give a shout-out to my guy, Barry Grant Jr. of the All Even Podcast who affectionately refers to Zach Wilson as Jim McMahon 2.0. But uh, teams have been challenging Zach Wilson with a lot of single high coverage this season, from what I noticed from studying Jets game film. Uh, Wilson has faced a single high coverage on over 70% of his pass attempts in all four games he's played this season, whereas the NFL average this season is only 53%. In each game, the Jets' opponents played single high more often than the season average. The strategy works because over the last two weeks, Zach Wilson has struggled mightily against single high coverage He as he has gone 16 of 31 for 130 yards. Uh, Wilson throws the ball much better against two high coverage as he co has completed 10 of 13 passes for 101 yards. So when Zach Wilson is facing single high coverage, the results are going to be very poor for the Jets offense. I think Zach Wilson is going to try to play it safe today. Um, Zach Wilson has been more of a game manager than a than a gunslinging dynamo this season, and I expect him to try to rely on the run game more than the pass game, and uh, hope that the defense can bail him out of situations in this game. But at some point, this game may come down to Wilson's arm, and uh, if he's going to face single high coverage most of the game, uh, that would be a, a cause for concern. Uh, the reason why is because single high coverage usually involves man coverage from the corners on the outside. I hate to say it, but I believe that Zach Wilson currently lacks the confidence to challenge tight windows down the field, especially on vertical routes down along the sideline, which is supposed to be a weakness to single high coverage. So in layman's terms, if the Patriots drop a safety in the deep middle and play man coverage in front of it, Zach Wilson's going to be discombobulated. Uh, that type of coverage often results in Zach Wilson denying his first read or two and then escaping the pocket when it's absolutely unnecessary. He's going to try to look to make plays and make something happen off schedule despite having good options just because the defense is in single high. And I believe that the Patriots are going to follow suit with the Jets' last four opponents and 
attack him single high. Uh, New England, their cornerback group excels in man coverage as well. Uh, Jack Jones has allowed the second lowest passer rating in man coverage amongst all corners at 26.2, while Jonathan Jones on the other side ranks third best at 35.6. So this Patriots defense is perfectly constructed to exploit the weak arm of Zach Wilson in the same way it's been exploited over the past two weeks. Of course, the Green Bay game defense rattled Aaron Rodgers, and that's why the Jets won that game. Um, Zach Wilson's numbers in the last two Jets games haven't been particularly good. He's not he's not going to get a lot of yardage out of that arm. Uh, of course, last week in Denver, he threw for 121 yards, and then the week before that in Green Bay, 110. And you can't win a lot. It, it, it's mind-boggling because the Jets are on this win streak, but they've been carried by the defense and the run game because very rare do you see a team that's won four consecutive games going on five where – the quarterback can't even throw for 200 yards. So, I mean, if the Patriots go with single high, I mean, there's no Brees Hall to rely on. I mean, Michael Carter is a decent option. We don't know if James Robinson is going to play. But uh, the, this Jets offense, which is not a pass-heavy attack, it might be in some trouble. I mean, if Zach Wilson can show defenses that he'll punish them for playing aggressive man coverage, maybe they'll start to back off, but I just don't see it happening later today we've talked about disadvantages that the jets have against the patriots well let's talk about advantages uh, advantage number one the jets run game versus the patriots run defense uh, the patriots will be without defensive tackle christian barmore who is their key run stopper barmore's 11.1 percent run stop rate ranks eighth best out of 87 qualified interior defenders with a minimum of 70 run defense snaps, he missed Monday night against the Chicago Bears. If Barmore can't go, uh, this skews the matchup even more heavily into the favor of the Jets. The Patriots already have the lowest stuff rate of any defense in the NFL, with Barmore on the field at 10%. Stuff, of course, meaning uh, there's a run game, go run play going up the middle, and it doesn't even get past the line of scrimmage. Uh, obviously, the loss of Brees Hall removes a tremendous threat of the Jets' backfield, like we've been saying all episode, uh, which currently ranks 11th in offensive rushing. Uh, however, Michael Carter and James Robinson, if Robinson does play, can form uh, a capable duo in the backfield. Uh, Michael Carter has been ranked in the 58th percentile amongst running backs in the category of defense-adjusted yards above replacement which tracks the player's value above a replacement-level player. Uh, last season, despite playing behind a makeshift offensive line for most of the year, he also managed to post a 51% success rate uh, behind that offensive line. Even though he struggled this season, uh, his opportunities have been more limited since Brees Hall had uh, broke out. Uh, Robinson, meanwhile, is seventh in those same categories, uh, behind the Jaguars offensive line that ranked the absolute worst in the National Football League ranking 32 out of 32. Uh, with Robinson, should he play and Carter, that's still a good one-two punch in the backfield, even though it's nowhere near as explosive as it was with Brees Hall in the lineup. 
The bigger question is how the offensive line will perform without the best offensive tackle uh, the Jets had in Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, it's, it looked like the Jets couldn't get anything going on the ground once both Hall and Vera Tucker were out of the game last week against Denver. Uh, the Patriots' run defense is significantly worse than Denver's. Uh, if you study the game film between the two teams, but it remains to be seen if the Jets can continue their dominance on the ground without Brees Hall. Advantage number two, the Jets running backs out of the back, out of the backfield versus the Patriots flat defenders. It may be, this may be related to the first advantage of the game that we just went over, but it's not. It's a category unto itself. Uh, the Patriots defense is the third worst in the NFL at covering running backs. Uh, the Patriots have allowed only 26 catches out of the backfield, but those 26 catches have been pretty destructive as they've yielded 265 yards on an average of 10.2 yards per attempt. That is the second highest among all NFL defenses. Uh, the New England Patriots also allow 7.8 yards per attempt on passes to running backs. That's the highest number in the National Football League. Um... However, one thing that's pretty startling is that a lot of teams have not attempted many checkdowns or screen passes to running backs against the Patriots, something that the Jets are known for this season. Uh, once again, without Brees Hall, the Jets will definitely be missing the, the uh, explosiveness. However, Michael Carter is a solid receiving option out of the backfield. He has 20 receptions for 151 yards, which is uh, 7.6 yards per catch on the season. Uh, he showed last week that he could turn up feeling out, run a linebacker to gain extra yards uh, after the catch as well. And James Robinson, no slouch in the receiving game back in 2020. He had 49 receptions for 344 yards and three touchdowns out of the backfield, showing that he could be a, uh, a nice uh, pass catching back as well. Uh, the Jets have attempted many screen passes in, in the last several weeks alone to several running backs. And this will be a good week to continue that practice. Last but not least, the Jets' edge rushers versus the Patriots' tackles. Um, this has more to do with the Patriots' tackles than it does the Jets' edge rushers. I mean, Carl Lawson and John Franklin Myers are both middle of the pack when it comes to pressure rate, with Lawson averaging 10.9% and Franklin Myers at 10.8%. Uh, Isaiah Wynn at 7.2% and Trent Brown at 5.7%. Although that's above the league average of 5.3%, uh, I think that they can take advantage of this uh, New England Patriots offensive line. Uh, Bryce Huff is the Jets' best pure pass rusher right now in his limited snaps. He still has a high 18.8% pressure rate, 12 pressures on 64 snaps, and I think that they'll be uh, licking their chops uh, going up against this offensive line especially because the Patriots are starting their backup center, James Ferentz, and he's going to be matched up against Quinnen Williams. Ooh, I feel bad for James Ferentz uh, later today. Uh, the Patriots' starting center, David Andrews, he's currently in the concussion protocol uh, following a hit he took from former Jet Mike Pinnell this past Monday night when the Patriots played the Chicago Bears. Uh, James Ferentz getting the start. And Ferentz, uh, he's had three pressures allowed in 89 pass-blocking snaps in 2020, uh, back when he was the Patriots' starting center. Uh, that was about the NFL league average. 
Um, but Quentin Williams having a breakout year, as we said earlier. He leads all interior defensive linemen with 29 pressures and a 15.1% pressure rate. That's almost twice the league average for defensive tackles. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Quentin Williams is going to eat this guy alive. Uh, Quentin Williams often lines up over the guards outside shoulder in a three technique, but he also plays two eye in which he's positioned over the guards inside shoulder. In that case, the center would be part of a possible double team or be responsible for picking up Williams on a stunt. Uh, Quentin Williams also occasionally plays the one tech on the center's shoulder. If Quentin Williams lines up against Ferenc, it's going to be a long day for Mr. Ferenc. As far as what the score is going to be, I am going to predict that the Jets are going to continue the win streak. I see the New York Jets beating the Patriots by a score of 24 to 20. I do feel that the loss of Brees Hall is going to force is going to force uh, Zach Wilson to use his arm. I don't think he'll be able to march all the way downfield. They'll probably get a, a one or two offensive touchdowns, and it'll be the Greg Zerline show the rest of the way. Of course, Greg Zerline was responsible for many points in uh, in weeks one, two, and last week with his foot. But uh, that's been another episode of Rocket Fuel, ladies and gentlemen. So again, I, I predict the Jets are going to win 24-20 to over the New England Patriots later today. You, if you're in the New York area, you can catch that game on CBS uh, at 1 p.m. If you're going live, MetLife Stadium in the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, you can follow the Rocket Fuel podcast on Instagram and Twitter at RocketFuel underscore NYJ. Again, that's RocketFuel underscore NYJ. And you can follow all my friends at The Grid Network, which we are very happy to be a part of. Uh, all one word at The Grid Network, grid spelled G-R-Y-D. So again, that's The Grid Network. And uh, we'll be seeing you again next week. Uh, I'll hit you with another two episodes, one with my reaction to the game and our weekly preview special. Thank you for listening. And uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.